You're listening to the Client Magnet Marketing Podcast, and I'm your host, business coach and marketing mentor, Whitney Barbary. On these episodes, I'm going to dive into all things marketing and the mindset you need to become a client magnet that creates clients and cash on repeat. You ready to make six figures together? Let's go. Courageous hearts. Hi, how are we doing? Guys, I am in the best mood. The sun is out. Do you hear me? The sun is out and it's been out for like a week. We had one little storm, like thunderstorm a couple nights ago. It didn't even start till nine o'clock, only lasted a couple hours. And then the sun has been out and it's been getting up to 80 and 90 degrees for the last week. I am so pumped. I love spring. I love summer. It puts me in the best mood. I get all the vitamin D when I'm out in the sun. It gives me all the energy. It just makes me so happy. Because as somebody that gets that seasonal, uh, what do they call it? Like seasonal anxiety, whatever, dude. Once once winter comes and it starts getting dark at like 4.30 at night, ah, my anxiety brain can't handle it. So super pumped, super, super, super pumped. Announcement, May 26th, I am teaching a masterclass, a whole vibe. That's, that's what it, the, the masterclass will be a whole vibe. And it's also called a whole vibe. It is a 90 minute masterclass. It is from 8.30 AM to uh, 10 AM central time, which is 9.30 AM to 11 Eastern. There will be a replay. I'm showing you how to become a client magnet. I want you to be a whole vibe. There is a vibe. There is an energy about you that we need to unlock Your audience wants to feel it. Your audience wants to see it. Your audience wants to experience it. It's what's going to make you the number one choice for your audience. It's how you become a client magnet. It's unlocking the things inside of you that is magnetic to your audience. You don't want to miss this masterclass. I'm calling it a whole vibe because it's going to be exactly that. Showing you how to embody a whole vibe, how to just be a whole vibe, how to wake up as a vibe, how to show up on social media as a vibe, how to be in your DMs talking to potential clients as a vibe, how to say your prices and make offers to your potential clients. And it's a whole vibe working with your clients, a vibe, everything about you, boo is a vibe. And we're going to pull it out of you. That's what we're doing. So WhitneyBarbary.com forward slash masterclass. WhitneyBarbary.com forward slash masterclass. Get registered, totally free. It's going down. At the end of that masterclass, I will be announcing that the doors are open to Courageous Heartpreneur, which is my business and marketing mentorship. Okay, I teach you all things six figure CEO self concept so that your mindset, we're going to develop the mindset of a six figure CEO. We're going to master your messaging. We're going to have magnetic messaging, magnetic uh, marketing so that you can draw in clients so that you no longer have to chase them down. Imagine that instead of having to chase down clients, you're waking up to DMs of people wanting to work with you, asking what you're selling, all the things. It's an amazing feeling. Ask my clients. They're experiencing it right now. And then I teach you my soulful selling process so that it can feel truly like a heck yes tell me where I pay for you and the person on the other line. It will feel like a heck yes. They're going to be all in. Heck yes. This feels amazing. How do I pay you? Let's get started. I teach you my soulful selling process that actually feels like a win for the other person. and doesn't feel like you're spamming them. All right. And then there's all kinds of bonuses, all the things. It is a lifetime access program. You pay once you, you pay your enrollment and then you're in it for life. You can get in the door for 1997 or six monthly payments of $400. Either way, doesn't make me any difference. Once your enrollment is paid off, it is a lifetime access. We have two group coaching calls every week. You get an online portal with 30 bite-sized modules and video trainings. There's worksheets, there's journal prompts, there's workbooks, there's exercises, all of the things. And there's also a Facebook community where you can also get support and coaching and feedback and encouragement 24 hours a day. All of that is lifetime access. Why would you want to be anywhere else? You don't. You don't want to be anywhere else. So the doors will be open from May 26th to May 31st. The first 24 hours that the doors are open, there is going to be a super juicy enrollment bonus. I will be announcing that on the masterclass. 
Now you can enroll anytime in those five, five days, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, or 30th. You can enroll any of those days. But the first 24 hours, so from the 26th to the 27th, there's gonna be a super sexy bonus. I'll be announcing it on the masterclass. I'll also announce it when I send out the email with the replay. I'll also announce it to my email list. And I will also announce it to my social media. So don't worry, you're gonna hear that. But I would love to see you inside Courageous Heartpreneur. If you are wanting to develop your six-figure self-concept so that you just embody the person that makes six figures, you need to be inside Courageous Heartpreneur. If you want to master magnetic messaging and magnetic marketing so that you're not chasing down clients, they're coming to your door with their credit card in hand, ready to buy, and it's a heck yes, you need to get inside Courageous Entrepreneur. If you wanna have a soulful selling process that feels like a home run for the person on the other end where they actually buy from you and feel like they've won the lottery and they actually thank you for selling them something, you need to get inside Courageous Heartpreneur. And I didn't even get into the bonus modules, but I've taken up enough of your time, not gonna dive into the bonus modules. Get inside Courageous Heartpreneur. It is everything that I've done over the last four years that got me to $1,000 months, $10,000 months, $20,000 and $30,000 months. How I went from $0 in my business to a multiple six-figure business. I'm literally teaching you all my ways. And to clarify, that is the only way that you can currently work with me. I really want to drive that point home. It is the only way you can work with me. Okay, if you want to, I said this on the podcast last week, I am not taking one-on-one clients anymore, but if somebody really wanted to work with me one-on-one, it would be $12,000 for six months. Like if if anyone's like, hey, I just want one-on-one coaching so bad, I will pay you $12,000 for six months. I'm like, okay, like, yes, I will do one-on-one coaching for 12K. But other than that, the only other way to work with me is inside Courageous Heartpreneur. I have had some questions about my mastermind that will not be opening up anytime soon. Like it's probably not going to open up this summer. I don't even know if it'll open up in the fall. I don't know when it will open up, but I can tell you I'm going with my gut. I'm listening to my gut. It's not time. And so if you want to work with me, this is the only way to do it. Okay. Courageous entrepreneur. That's the way get inside there. I'll see you on the 26th. Let's dive into the episode. Okay, friends, today's probably going to feel like a kick in the pants. I think I say that (laughs) every week, but that's just my style. And, you know, sometimes I have conversations with myself where I'm like, Whitney, why are you such a tough love coach? I mean, it's just my personality in general, but it really is truly because I love so hard. And I see you guys as the future versions of yourselves, or I see you as that, you know, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month entrepreneur. I see you making six figures a year in your business. I see you making multiple six figures a year in your business. There's so many of you that are in my world that are walking around with seven figure niches in your pocket and products. And I just am not going to watch you sit in your dirty diapers and float down your rivers of misery. And so today will probably feel like a kick in the pants. I think it will be what some of you need. And then those of you that don't operate in this mindset, um, it will at least be a nice refresher that will confirm for you that you are indeed on the right track. And then you can recall these words anytime you feel yourself slipping back into what I'm gonna talk about today. So what am I talking about today? We're talking about Sometimes you'll hear people call it um, having a hobby mindset. Sometimes you'll hear people call it a jobby, where you have a job, like a job slash hobby. And then something that I like to refer to it as is that we're playing the short game, right? You're playing the short game. You're not playing the long game in your business. You're playing the short game. And a short game will always be a business of convenience. When it's convenient, then... I will show up in my business. Then I will be committed to my business. So how do you know if you're operating in a hobby mindset? Well, I wrote down some ways that you'll know. These, if you recognize any of these in yourself, it's okay. We're not going to shame ourselves. We're just going to own it for what it is. We're going to catch ourselves doing it. And then we're going to move on and we're going to go really get, um, what do I want to say? Maybe like sit down and have a conversation with ourselves 
or if you have a coach, if you're one of my students, bring it to the group coaching calls, bring it to the Facebook community. If you're not one of my students, take it to your current coach, take it to a friend that is also um, a business owner. You know, it's, it's, let me say this, this is like a sidebar, but it's, I see a lot of people wanting to go to people in their lives to get coaching and accountability on their business. It is really hard to get coaching and accountability from people that either aren't coaches or don't own their own business, right? They, they love you and they have good intentions, but they just don't understand being an entrepreneur, but go get some coaching on it. And you need to have a conversation with yourself. And maybe for some of you, if you want to have a business that pays you full-time income, you're going to have to start showing up full-time in your business. Now, full-time does not mean 40 hours a week. In my mind, full-time consistent, like full-time and then consistency is a mindset. It's not necessarily always the actions you're taking. A lot of you guys are wanting level 10 output, but you're only putting in like a level three input right? You're like, I want a hundred percent output in my business. I want all the clients, all the customers, all the money, all the clients, all the customers, all the cash. I like the alliteration CCC. I want all three C's clients, customers, cash. I want a hundred percent of clients, customers, cash, but I'm only putting like 30% of my business. Okay. So what are some of the ways that you'll know that you're operating in a hobby mindset? And if you don't have the results that you want in your business, It may be that you're operating from the hobby mindset, okay? So some of you could have results in your business, but maybe you don't have the results that you want, and it might be that there are still small parts of you that are operating in a hobby mindset. So let's look at it. First thing I wrote down, and this is a big one, and anytime someone starts like kind of talking about their life and business this way, it's usually a surefire sign to me that they are operating from, from this hobby mindset. They're playing a short game. They just are, their business is, is a convenience or they want their business to be a convenience, but they're not here for the long game and they're not committed. This is always one of the biggest, like we'll call them yellow flags (laughs) is you're waiting for life to slow down. Like you're constantly having to pull back from your business because you're waiting for life to slow down. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's about to be summer and the kids are going to be home from school and they're going to have summer camp and they're going to have training for their sports that they're in. And they're, we're going to have like, you know, VBS and we're going to go to the pool and, uh, okay. So it's going to be really crazy this summer. So I'm just like, I'm just not going to work in my business much this summer. I'm just going to have to scale back. Or, oh, my mother-in-law's coming to town for two weeks and it's just going to be totally crazy. So just not going to be in my business for two weeks, right? Or um, my daughter had a baby, so I just can't be in my business for, for two months because I'm helping my daughter with her baby. And it's not that any of these things are bad or wrong. You know, I, I do understand that there is this, like we did become business owners And we did become entrepreneurs because we wanted money freedom, right? We wanted to write our own paycheck and we wanted time freedom. And I 100% understand that. And I 100, like, I get that. I 100% get that. But again, consistency is not just how much you're physically showing up in your business. That's frequency. Consistency to me is a mindset. And so we're always waiting for life to slow down. But if we're being honest with ourselves, life never slows down. It's life. This is just the way that it is. Any, and I will say this too. I'm going to be on to you guys because a lot of y'all think that you are the special unicorn with the special unicorn circumstances that make your, like your stuff is like, no, 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 Whitney, you don't understand. I have to wait for life to slow down. And my, my circumstances are unicorn circumstances that I am much busier than everyone else. My life is much crazier than everyone else's. And I truly just have to scale back for my business. Or I only post when I can. Or I only think about my business when I can. Or I only create content when I can. Or I only you know, think about putting on a webinar in three months from now when I have time. I really need to wait for life to slow down. And the truth of the matter is life never really slows down. There's always going to be something. You will catch yourself saying things like, 
when life slows down, then I'll dot, dot, dot. When the kids go back to school, then I'll do this. When I finally get a babysitter, then I'll do this. When my husband can cut down his hours at his job, then I'll do this. When, and some of you actually are working jobs right now yourselves, right? And you're like, when my workload isn't as crazy, then I'll do this. Okay, yeah, right? Oh, oh, like the kids have been sick. I was sick. So, you know, when we're all feeling better and I feel like we're back to 100% in a couple weeks, then I'll do this. You catch that? It's all the things. It's all the things. Oh, we're going to be we're going to be taking a couple vacations this year. We're going to be traveling a lot in the summer, so I'll just kind of like work in my business when I can. That's a hobby mindset. And I you guys know I'm I'm big on definitions because I always think when we look up definitions, it really always brings home for me the meaning behind the words. So I love definitions. Let me tell you the definition of a hobby. The actual definition on dictionary.com is, <clears throat> excuse me, an activity or an interest that is pursued for pleasure or relaxation and not as a main occupation. Okay. An activity or interest that is pursued for pleasure or relaxation and not as a main occupation. Was that a little bit of a kick in the pants for some of us? Have some of us been showing up in our business that way? It's a hobby. It's just something that, you know, if it's convenient, then we'll be in it. So just just put, put a pin in that for a second. So it's going to lead me into the next point that I wrote down. This is how you'll know if you're operating your business from the short game or the hobby mindset. Your business is an afterthought. It's an afterthought. Your business comes after everything else that you're doing. You'll get around to your business after you do this, this, and this. You'll get around to your business after you do all the more enjoyable things in your life. You'll get to your business after you go to the gym, after you eat lunch. After you take your kids to their appointments, after you have lunch with your friend, after you've done the yard work, after you've done the dishes, after you fed everybody dinner, after you put the kids to bed, after you scroll social media for an hour, after you catch up on your favorite show, after you go do your arts and crafts, (coughs) after you go for a walk, your business is always an afterthought. It's, it's, this is how you know that you're in this hobby mindset. And, and he, like, here's the thing about hobby mindsets. The thing is, if you own your business, you do get to decide what that looks like. If you want to have a business that is a hobby, if you want to have a business that you only work in it when you feel like it, you only work in it when it's convenient, you can totally have that. No one's, I'm like, I want you to hear me. I'm truly not saying that you can't have that. You can totally have that. You can, you can do that. It is your business. If you're like, listen, I don't want to work more than two hours a week in my business. I don't want to prioritize my business. I have other things in my life that I'd rather be doing. That's totally fine. You can absolutely do that. This is where it gets a little tricky is when I hear people and their ambitions are much greater than the consistency and the frequency that they want to have in their business. They want to have a business that operates as more of a hobby, but they want the business to give them a full-time income. Okay. You can't tell me that you want to have $10,000 months but then treat your business like an afterthought. So this hobby mindset will cause you to treat your business like an afterthought. It is nine o'clock at night and you realize you didn't put out any posts today and you didn't make any offers. So you think, oh, I should probably slap up a post before I go to bed. You think things like, well, after the kids get done with summer camp this week and everything's not so crazy, then I'll go all in on my business next week. 
Oh, well, I have some errands I need to run today, and then I'm going to go swimming, and then me and my friend are going to go to TJ Maxx and walk around and smell candles and do all the things that us women love to do at TJ Maxx, right? We do all that stuff, and then we're like, you know, I'll just, po- I'll just work on the business later. I'll write the post later. I'll check in with my clients later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably, I probably should put out a free workshop to, to, you know, connect with my clients and build some relationships and, and make some offers. But I don't know. The month of May is pretty crazy. I'll look into it in June. It's your business becomes an afterthought. And I think for a lot of us, we just really need to be honest with ourselves and be onto ourselves because I have conversations with people all the time that tell me, no, 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 I'm fully committed to my business. I'm all in on my business. It's everything. It's life to me. It's my baby. But then I watch them and their actions don't line up with that. They're constantly checking out of their business because they have more important things to do or they have more enjoyable things to do. And, and I do, and I am going to call, I'm going to call you guys out right here. This is how you know your business is a hobby. When you're telling yourself that there are things more important than your business. When you're like, well, getting the kids to summer camp is more important than my business. Well, making sure the dishes are done and dinner's in the crock pot, that's more important than my business. I should focus on that first. Going to the gym is more important than my business. I should focus on that first. Those things all sound very good. And some of you may have been a little triggered when I was saying that because you're probably thinking, excuse me, are you telling me that doing the dishes is not more important? That getting dinner on the table is not more important? That running my kids to and from soccer practice isn't more important? Those things are important. But notice when you're telling yourself, well, these things are much more important than my business. So I need to go focus on these other things first. Then if I have time, I will get to my business stuff. If you don't prioritize your business, don't expect your business to prioritize you. If you know that the kids have soccer practice on Monday and Wednesday nights, instead of telling yourself, well, I have to run the kids around, so I'll just get to my business later, you need to plan ahead. Somebody that's running an actual business, somebody that's sh- that has a business that they're, they want to be the CEO, they're planning ahead for the vacations. They're planning ahead for their daughter getting married. They're planning ahead for the kids having soccer practice. They're planning ahead for dinner. Those are things that they're like, okay, on Monday and Wednesday nights, I have to take the kids to soccer. So I'm going to work these hours of that day. Oh, my daughter's getting married next month and I'm going to want to have the whole month to just focus on that. They plan ahead and they're like, let me go ahead and write out three posts, enough to have three posts for four weeks so that I can literally just get up in the morning. I have the post. I can copy and paste it from the Google doc, put it out. And then there you go. Let me go ahead and have some resources available that I can give my clients while I'm not really working for this month. Let me set aside 30 minutes, two days a week that I can boxer my clients and check in with them. They pre-plan ahead. They don't just completely check out of their business and then tell themselves, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have to work if I don't want to. No, if you have a hobby, that's how you treat it, right? Remember the definition? It was something that you just do for leisure. It's just for fun. It's just when you have time. A CEO actually plans ahead for that stuff, right? Like I have a coach right now, my coach, Lindsay Mango. She had a baby couple months ago, well, two months ago, actually, because I think she just posted that her daughter's two months old. She sold us the mastermind back in, I think it was the end of February. And then we applied and then we were accepted by like the first week of March. She told us ahead of time, just so you know, this is a six month mastermind and the first eight weeks of it, I will be on maternity leave So I have coaches that I have assigned to coach you guys every week for the first eight weeks that I will be on maternity leave. And then while she's been gone, she has had, 
she has had, well, we'll have by the end of it, we've already had five weeks now. We'll have eight weeks where every week there's a certain topic. She's assigned a coach and that coach is coaching us on that specific topic for the week inside of the Facebook group. And when we get on the call, she sent us a workbook a month before we even got started. She sent us a workbook in the mail that walks us through all eight weeks and more of what we are doing while she is gone. And then she sent us, I think it was, it was like every week for like three weeks or three or four weeks, she was sending us videos that she had pre-recorded. They were only like 10 minutes or less. And she was walking us through the mindset that we were going to need to start to develop as the mastermind was getting started. She pre-planned all of that while she was pregnant so that her clients could still get results and she could take two months off to be with her baby. And this is part of the reason why I hired her. I have so much respect for that. And that's for sure how I want to operate in my business. And so I I want to learn her ways. That is, and she has made $1.5 million in her business over the last four years. That is how a CEO shows up in their business. They don't just wait until they have their baby and then they're like, oh, well, I just had a baby, so obviously I'm not working, so I'll just figure that out when I come back from maternity leave. No, they figure it out ahead of time. Okay, so when you're treating your business like an afterthought, and you're not pre-planning ahead for those times that you're going to need to like, um, I don't even want to say scale back, but you're just going to have time off. You're an entrepreneur. You get to take time off. So notice when you're treating your business like an afterthought. And then another one is you will have minor setbacks and they will feel like these big, huge things. They'll feel a minor setback will feel major and it will make you want to scale back or detach from your business or take a break. And you guys are really clever because you'll do things like, I need a mental break. I need a spiritual break. I'm feeling very drained by my business. I just need time away from my business. These little minor things become very big major things because your business is a hobby. And when something is a hobby... We are not committed to that thing. Like we said in the definition, it's something you do for relaxation. It's something you do in your leisure time. It is not your main occupation. It is not your main source of income. So when you have the mindset, I want you to catch what I'm saying here. There's a difference in a hobby mindset and a six-figure CEO mindset. The hobby mindset means this is just something that I fit in around my life. The six-figure CEO says... I fit things in my life around my business because I know that my business is important. Especially in the beginning, when you're building up those systems and processes, your business is your baby. Some of you all are expecting your four-month-old baby to feed itself, to clothe itself, to buy its own groceries, to drive itself around, to change its own diapers, to put itself to bed at night, to take care of itself when it's sick. You guys are expecting this little infant baby business of yours to do all these things for yourself when it can't do that. It's just a baby. And yes, eventually, as you work in your business, as the months and the years go on, you'll have a business that is a five-year-old and then a 10-year-old and then a 15-year-old, right? That your 15-year-old can actually feed itself. Your 15-year-old can cook itself dinner. Your 15-year-old is no longer wearing diapers. And I'm not saying 15-year-old as in years, like you have to wait 15 years to have a 15-year-old business. No, right? This is something that happens just over time in the first few months, in the first few years. But some of you all are approaching your business with this hobby mindset, and then you have these minor setbacks in your life or in your business, and they feel very major, and they completely detach you, and they completely derail you from your business. I see this happen all the time. This is a huge indicator that you are operating a hobby, and you are not operating a committed six-figure business. Something minor happens, and you use it as a reason to detach and scale back from your business, that tells me right there that you're in this for the short game and that this is just a hobby to you. And we really have to catch ourselves if we're operating from that place. All right, here's another one. 
if you are constantly feeling like you're having to recharge your business, right? Now, this is something that you'll notice, not so much as not something you're doing. It's an experience that you're having inside of your business. This will go a lot with, this will actually go along a lot with the last couple points that I made because this will actually be the result of having a mind of having a hobby mindset of treating your business like an afterthought of always telling yourself you're going to wait till life slows down minor setbacks becoming major setbacks scaling back detaching from your business always needing a break like and I'm talking like you always need a break like every 4 to 6 weeks you feel like you have to take it I mean every month every month and a half you like are like, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed. This is all too much. I'm feeling drained. I need to take a break from my business. And you're checking out for days and weeks at a time. This will be a result of that, right? Is that every time you do show up in your business, you feel like you're having to recharge the business. It was almost like the battery died. And now you're having to re... Every time you go to show up in your business, you're like... Dang, every time I do this, I feel like I'm having to recharge my battery. I feel like I'm having to recharge the battery in my business. I feel like I'm having to kick the business, you know, kick it, poke it a little bit, wake it back up, poke the audience a little bit, wake it back up. You know, maybe you're watching the money and the PayPal start to go down. So you're poking the business, you're kind of kicking it, nudging it, waking it back up. You're like, I don't know, I charged this battery and then the battery died. And every time I start showing back up in my business and I start getting more consistent in my business, it's like it dies again, right? It's like you take some time off, you come back, oh, the business died. The reason that you're constantly, and and actually the thing is, you're not wrong. It's not an illusion. You are having to, you are having to keep recharging the business. You are having to keep waking up the business. You are having to continue, like you, yes, every time you come back, you are having to wake up your audience again. You do have to get momentum again. You do have to start back over again. That's, that, that's what it feels like because that's what's happening. Because here's what's happening. You guys are getting on social media and you're selling the things. You're selling your services. You're selling your products. You're going all in for a little bit. You're telling your audience how amazing all of this is and how life-changing how all of this is and how awesome all of this is and how they really need to come by from you and they need to hire you and they need to work with you and they need to engage with you. And then you don't get the results that you want, so you pull back from your business a little bit. You take some time off. You take a mental health day that actually turns out to be two weeks where okay, I'll give it to you. Maybe you did get on there twice a week and slap up a post right before you went to bed for two weeks, right? That's not, that's not the consistency mindset. That's just the frequency. Your audience loses trust with you when you're hot and you're all in and you're on fire and you're showing up and you're being consistent and they're watching, and they're learning, they're starting to build up that like, know, and trust with you. They're trusting you. They're getting to know you. They like you. They're starting to feel safe reaching out to you. And then right before they can, life happens, business happens, you get in your own head, you don't feel like it's worth showing up because you're not getting the results that you want. And so you scale back. You take a mental health break that actually turns out to be, like I said, a week or two. You detach from the business. You go off the grid. You scale back. Now your audience doesn't know what to do because you're, where are you? They don't know where you are, right? They just kind of stop thinking about you because you're not there. They're, They're moving on to somebody that's showing up consistently. And then when you take off for a month and then you decide to get back on social media, and start showing up in your business again, your audience is like, whoa, where did she come from? Where was she at all this time? And now you're having to warm them back up to you again. You know, you hear a lot of talk about warm audiences, hot audiences, cold audiences. I want you to think you had this cold audience and you were getting them up to warm. Maybe they were even between warm and hot. They were getting close to hot. And when they get to hot, that's when they come by from you. So you're building up this audience. They were cold. You've gotten them to warm. They're getting pretty warm. They haven't bought from you yet. They haven't hired you yet, but they're getting there. 
but it's not happening as fast as you want it to happen. So you scale back. You take a break. You stop showing up in your business. You start treating it like a hobby. You start treating it like an afterthought. You mentally detach from the business. They go back down to cold again because they don't know where you are. They don't know where you went. They stop seeing you like out of sight, out of mind. Now they're not even really thinking about hiring you anymore or buying from you anymore. They've moved on to something else. So now they're back to cold. And that's why you guys always feel like when you do start showing up in your business again, yeah, you're right. You are having to wake your audience up again. Cause then they're like, oh yeah, Susie, I forgot about you for a minute. Where you been? And now they're building up that like, know, and trust with you again. So this makes me think about something that Gary V said the other day. I was listening to him on his podcast and he was talking about Oprah Winfrey. And he said, if you look at Oprah Winfrey's businesses now, if you look at the numbers that her businesses do, she's making less money in a lot of her businesses because she no longer has her TV show anymore. She no longer has her talk show. And he said, you're probably wondering why that is. And I was thinking, yes, Gary Vee, I am wondering why that is. That's weird. Why would that be? And he said, it's because she's no longer front and center in people's minds. She doesn't have her TV show. So she's not on your television set Monday through Friday. There's not a buzz around whatever Oprah's talking about that day or what she was talking about that week. So she's kind of out of sight, out of mind, and we've moved on to other TV shows and other TV show hosts. And so he said, if you look at her businesses, a lot of them where she's selling products and stuff, and a lot of her businesses are making less money. And I really got to thinking about that. I, I would even propose to you to think about how often do you really think about or even hear about Oprah anymore? And of course, you know, Oprah Winfrey is a legend. She'll always be Oprah, but really think about that. You know, even if you're scrolling social media, you don't see clips of Oprah Winfrey talking. You don't see memes really. There's the one where it's like, you get a car and you get a car. But other than that, like typically when people are um, relevant, I guess we could say, if you scroll social media, there's all these audio clips of something they've said recently on the news or in a podcast or on TV or in a movie. There's video clips. People are writing blogs about it. On other talk shows, people are talking about something they did. When you think about other celebrities, nobody's really talking about Oprah anymore. Nobody's thinking too much about Oprah anymore because she no longer has her talk show. She's not on your TV every day, Monday through Friday, staying in the middle of current events, staying current in your minds. And so her businesses are not doing as well as they used to. And that's so crazy to think about. Am I right? It's like, oh man, as soon as he said that, I was like, he's so right. And it also makes me think about, I used to, you know, in a past life, (laughs) I always say things were in a past life because I know, you know, I'm, 30. I just almost thought, am I 30 or seven or 38? I went to say I was 38. And then I was like, no, wait, I think I'm 37. No, wait, I think I'm 38. I actually don't know. I, I, I always thought that wasn't a real thing when adults would say, or my parents would say, I don't, how old am I? And I think you don't forget how old you are, but no, you really do. I, I almost just told you I was 38, but I'm pretty sure I'd have to do the math. I think I'm 37. I'm 37. Uh, I know because I gave my husband a hard time because he's 40 now. And I said, well, I'm still three years from 40 and you're already 40. So you're old. But in a past life, because I feel the point of that is I feel like I have lived so many lives inside of this one life. And the reason I feel like that is because if you guys know me, you know, I have quite a story. So many things have happened in my life. So that being said. I used to work for a food distributor. And when I worked for this food distributor, I did customer service. I worked in the office and I would do some inside sales where I would just make sales calls from inside the company. But we had outdoor sales reps. We had outside sales reps and they were the ones that would actually go to the restaurants, go to the gas stations, go to the grocery stores because we supplied huge, like uh, in bulk, we supplied food in bulk. Guys, I'm so sorry. I've had way too much caffeine today and I feel like I'm trying to slow my brain down and my brain is not wanting to slow down. I also have my official testing this Wednesday for ADHD for an official diagnosis and this is just ah, all part of it. And then maybe I can get on some medication to help me 
(laughs) think more clearly, maybe articulate more clearly. But we would have these outdoor sales reps and we supplied bulk food to, I mean, schools, restaurants, gas stations, grocery stores, all the things, food trucks, anything you could think of that uses food. They would tell me that statistically, and they had seen it to be true, that you, they would have to visit a restaurant. So if they were trying to go, if they were trying to get in the door at a new restaurant or a new gas station or whatever, they would have to visit this restaurant a minimum of 16 times before the restaurant owner would even consider giving them the time of day. Now, why that is, is because these restaurants and these gas stations already have a distributor. They already have a supplier. They're not looking for a new supplier. So the, the outdoor reps would have to go in, drop off some literature, drop off some materials, say hi, shake hands, rub elbows, just be of service. They would have to come in and say, hey, just so you know, if you need anything at all, these are all the sales we're running on ground beef this week, or these are all the sales we're running on Lunchables this week, right? If you're a gas station or whatever. And then maybe some weeks they would go and they would drop off multiple samples of multiple different kinds of food. They would study these people's menus. They would um, track their food, help kind of track their food cost to know where they could save them money. And they'd say, Hey, like, you know, if you were buying from us, this is where I could have saved you money. This is the deal I can get you on chicken. This is the deal I can get you on ground beef. This is the deal I can get you on, like I said, Lunchables or whatever it is that the um, owner was needing. And they would have to do this a minimum of 16 times before typically somewhere around 16, the, the owner would finally agree to sit down with the outdoor sales rep and not buy After 16 times, they would just agree to sit down and hear them out. Like, okay, okay, I'll sit down for a meeting with you. 16 times. If you were only going once a month, it would take you over a year to even get a sit down with a a business owner. If you were going, say, twice a month, right? You'd still have to go, what is that? eight months. I'm like, Oh math. Oh math. You'd have to go eight months. And then that would be 16 visits. So if you really want to time collapse that you need to be going like every week. If you go every week, you might be able to time collapse that to four months, but even notice what I'm saying. It might still take them. If they went every week, it would still take them four months to get that business owner, that gas station owner, that restaurant owner to sit down and give them the time of day. So when you're just treating your business like an afterthought, when you're just showing up, when it's convenient, when you micro quit every time it gets hard, when you let these minor setbacks become big setbacks and you have to quote unquote, take a break or take a quote unquote sabbatical every two weeks, if you're constantly mentally checking out of your business, you're actually prolonging how long it's gonna take. So instead of you showing up at the restaurant every single week and being able to time collapse that year into four months, if you show up one month, every single week for a month, and then you don't get the results you want, so then you stop showing up in your business, and then you come back a month later, yes, you are having to rewarm up your audience. You're having to recharge the battery of your business. You're having to build up that like, know, and trust factor again. Your audience is waiting to see if you're consistent. I see it in, in a lot of my students inside of Courage. I won't say a lot, that, that, but I see it in some of my students inside Courage Entrepreneur where they'll be on fire for a little while. And then quote unquote, life will get in the way. But what does that really mean? Life is always busy, but life will get in the way. And then I literally won't see them on any of the group coaching calls. They don't post in the Facebook community. I don't see them posting on social media. And then like six weeks later, all of a sudden they pop back up in their business and they're mentally and emotionally and physically exhausted because they're literally having to start over from square one. And they're so confused on why they're, they'll be like, well, I've shown up every day for two weeks. I'm like, yeah, after you didn't show up in your business for two months, So what's happening is we're micro quitting on our business. We're letting life get in the way. We're letting all these things get in the way. We're treating our business like an afterthought. 
And then we kind of have the audacity to act confused on why, well, why is my business not making full-time money? I'm so confused. I, I showed up. I showed up every day for a week. Why don't I have a client? And I'm like, you can't show up every day for a week after not showing up for three weeks and then wondering why you're not creating the results that you want. It's a compound effect. You have to keep showing up consistently. And when you keep showing up consistently, that compounds over time and then you get to reap the rewards of that. So if you want to time collapse, how long it's going to take someone to make a decision about you and whether or not they want to work with you, you have to be showing up consistently. And this would be a completely different podcast episode. But like I said earlier, consistency and frequency are not the same thing. Frequency is how much you're physically, tangibly showing up. And consistency is a mindset. Are you being consistent in your mindset and your energy and your intention towards your business? And so let me, oh, that I was looking at my notes. That leads me into the next point I was going to make. I always know (coughs) when someone is in their business and they're playing the short game instead of the long game because they think that business should be an even exchange. And when it's not an even exchange, again, we revert back to we micro quit. We mentally check out. We physically check out. We energetically check out. We treat our business like an afterthought. What do I mean by an even exchange? We get what I call this employee mindset where we're like, I showed up every day for five days and I don't have a paycheck for those five days. And by paycheck, we mean I showed up every day consistently on social media. I was making offers. I was emailing my list. I was doing lives on IG and I did not get a client and I did not make any money this week. And I showed up every day, Whitney, for five days. I spent like eight hours on my business this week. That's a lot. And I don't have a paycheck. We think that our business is like a gumball machine where you put in a quarter, you turn the little lever, and you think a gumball is supposed to spit out. And I always say, no, your business is like a piggy bank. You have to put in a quarter and put in a quarter and put in a quarter and put in a quarter. And you have to keep putting in quarters for days and weeks and months. And then one day you're going to open the lid and look in that piggy bank and it's going to be almost overflowing. And then you can turn it over and dump it out. And you've got $100 in quarters in there. But we want to treat our business like a gumball machine where we say, well, I put a quarter in, I didn't get a gumball. Right? That would be like if you opened, I don't know, an IRA, a Roth IRA or a 401k. If you opened a 401k, and then your first, let's say you, you told your employer, hey, I'm opening this 401k every single week out of my paycheck. I want to put $100 in there. So let's say your first paycheck, you put $100 in. And then your second paycheck, you put $100 in. Your third paycheck, you put $100 in. And then your fourth paycheck, you put $100 in. So you have a whole month's worth of paychecks. You got $400 in there. And if you were to go down to HR and say, hey, I want to know how much is in my 401k. And they say $400. And you're like, What? There's not a million dollars in there? What kind of scam are you guys running? That's what we think our business is. We're like, well, I put $100 in. I don't know why I didn't get $10,000 back. I put a quarter in. Where's my gumball? And so I always know that somebody is here to have a hobby business when they think that it should be an even exchange. The reason you think it should be an even exchange is because you're not in it for the long game. You're in it for the short game. Because the short game says... I was consistent for two weeks. Where's my paycheck? The long game says I will be consistent and I will show up every single week, day after day, reel after reel, story after story, post after post, live after live, podcast episode after podcast episode, consult after consult. I will show up day after day for as long as it takes for this thing to work. That's what the people playing the long game will say. And if you want to have a business that makes six figures and multiple six figures, you have to be in it for the long game. 
Even if you're like, well, Whitney, I don't want to have a full-time business. Okay, if you want to have a business that makes at least $5,000 a month, which would be $60,000 a year, you're going to have to be in it for the long game. The only people that can be in it for the short game and the only people that are afforded the luxury of having the hobby mindset are people that are okay making $500 a month, maybe $1,000 a month. They're okay with making $500 one month, $1,000 one month, and then the next two months making no money because they took off for the summer to go have fun and travel and do all the things. And they just decided there was no way because it was too inconvenient. It was too inconvenient to, to work their business into their life. Oh, well, kids are out of school, so I'll just revisit my business in the fall. Why would you do that? That's a short game business. And listen, if that again, if that's how you want to build your business, that's fine. But you can't have this, oh, it should be an even playing field mindset where you think every post you put out should generate money for you. You think every time you make an offer, you should get somebody taking you up on it. You think because you showed up consistently in your business for the last 90 days, you should be having $10,000 months already. That's not how it works. That's, I always think of that commercial where she's like, it's a, it's maybe it's a guy. He goes, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I always, I always want to say to like people on social media or clients, I want to be like, that's not how any of this works. And I actually think sometimes I do say that. So let me snag my notes here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one. This is a big one right here. Okay. You're constantly, here's another sign. You have a hobby mindset. It's just a business of convenience. This is how you know you're operating a business of convenience and a hobby mindset. You have no game plan. Even when you are showing up in your business, you're just winging it all of the time. You're just winging it all the time. You do not know from day to day. So when you say you're working in your business, you do not know from day to day, you have no idea what you're doing. You're showing up. You have no game plan. I I actually, I'm like, what else do I want to say here? I don't know what else there is to say to dive deeper on this other than you're literally winging it. And you guys that are winging it know I'm talking to you. And this goes back to what I said earlier that listen, I, the whole point of starting a business was to have time freedom and was to have money freedom. So I'm not saying that when you go on vacation, you have to work. I'm not saying that if you have a baby that you take two weeks off and that's all the maternity leave you get. (coughs) I'm not saying that you don't get to take multiple, like, Oh, nope. You get one vacation a year and that's it. No, take all the vacations you want. I'm not saying you have to work weekends. I'm not saying you have to work Sundays. I'm not saying you have to work nights. I'm not saying you have to work early mornings, whatever it is that you guys think that I'm saying when I like say show up consistently in your business. You guys think that means you have to be doing something 24-7 in your business. You always have to be on your phone. You always have to be answering client messages. You always have to be posting on social media. You always have to be doing reels. You always have to be networking in Facebook groups. You always have to be consuming content. Like, no, I'm not saying any of those things. Again, it's not about frequency. It's about consistency. But those of you that are winging it, know you're winging it. The hours that you are working in your business... You're literally just throwing things out there. You have no real plan. If you weren't winging it, you would be planning ahead for those times that you want to take off. You would not be winging your launches. If you know the vacation's coming up, you would not be telling yourself, okay, well, I'll still work a little on my business on vacation and then just winging how that looks. You'd have an actual plan. If you tell yourself you're going to work two hours in your business every day, Monday through Friday, you actually know what you're doing with those two hours. When you're just out here winging it for the little bit of time you are showing up in your business, it's because you don't want to have to put the time and energy into your business to actually figure out what you want to be working on during your work time to be intentional. That shows me that you just have a hobby mindset and that there's probably also a belief issue in there that you don't even know if this business is going to be successful. So why would you waste all the time sitting around to try to plan it out? Okay. The thing is, you guys, we want our audience to trust us. People are truly looking for authenticity. People want to buy from the people that they like, know, and trust. They have to be able to trust you. 
this is not, and for those of you whose brain likes to jump out the window, this is not me saying, again, I just want to clarify, because some of you guys like panic about this. This is not saying, oh my God, so you're saying I have to show up in my business 24 seven and I can never take one minute off or my audience doesn't trust me. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you mentally and energetically check out of your business, if you don't think that your audience notices that, they do. They do. Because they're looking at you and they're like, okay, so you were telling us how amazing this thing is you're doing, this thing is you're selling and how it's life changing and how it changed your life and how it's going to change our life and how you're so excited about it. But then you go off the grid for six weeks and now you're back here again telling us how amazing it is. But now we get to feel you out because you're very hot, you're very cold, you're up, you're down, you're sideways, you're upside down, you're all over the place. They're looking for something real and they're looking for someone that they can trust. Because a lot of people, they actually need consistency in their lives and they want to buy from someone that is also consistent because then they will trust you. And trust is what's going to give your audience the comfort and the safety that they need to buy from you. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs are running around out there and they can't understand why that their business that they only put a level three input into is not giving them a level 10 output. So if you can measure your output on a scale of one to 10, there's a lot of you that are getting like a two, a three, a four, maybe even a five. Level five output. Your business is giving you level five results. And you're so irritated and you're so frustrated and you can't figure out why it's not level 10 results. You're not put, if you're being honest with yourself, you're not putting level 10 time and intention and energy into your business. You are putting like a level five time and energy, energy, energy and intention into your business. And then you're getting a level five back out and you're wondering why that is. I hear this from clients where like they'll put like a level three, they'll, they'll give their business like 30% time, 30% energy, 30% intention. And they will do this for like six months, like consistently for six months, they'll give their business like 30% of their time and energy and intention. And then they'll be wondering why they're not getting a hundred percent results for their 30% time and energy. Uh, oh my goodness, you guys. Time and intention and energy that they're putting into it. They're putting in 20, 30% and then wondering why they're only getting 20, 30% results. But it also never fails that when we catch it and then they start showing up, so then they start showing up and they start putting, you know, 90%, 100% time and energy into their business. And then two weeks later, they're like, well, I don't know why I'm at not making $10,000 a month. I don't know why I haven't signed a client. I don't know why I'm not getting any consults. I don't know why I can't sell anything. I've been showing up. I've showed up like every day for two weeks. And it's like, because it's taking your, like you've, you're having to recharge the battery. You're having to re-wake up your audience, right? You kind of let them die off for a little bit. They went back into cold and now you're having to warm them back up. So actually what I want you to hear from me is if you would just remain consistent in your business and keep the frequency of how you show up in your business consistent, it actually is going to be less exhausting than when you show up really, really hard. You go all, you go hard, right? You're like, you're going hard in the paint for like three months in your business. And then you just disappear from your business for six weeks. When you pick back up after those six weeks, Dude, it is going to feel like you are starting back over from square one. You are going to be so exhausted from trying to recharge the battery of your business, from trying to wake your business and your audience back up. And just think if you were in the cycle every time of like, I build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. Oh, and then I detach from my business for two months and I don't do anything and then it dies. And then after two months, you come back to your business and want to build it up and up and up and up. But man, that's exhausting. And for some of you, you're like, oh, she's not talking to me. I never take two months off my business. Listen, for some of y'all, you're doing this multiple times a month for, for days, for like a chunk of days, which is not any better. Some people 
have a setback and it spins them out and they literally don't show up in their business for eight weeks. Some of y'all, and I'm on to you, some of y'all are more sneaky about it because what you do is something happens on Monday, you get in your feelings, you check out of your business for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you come back and on Saturday you decide you're going to make a post and then on Sunday you're mad because that post you made on Saturday didn't get any clients. And you're doing this multiple times a month. So if multiple times a month, you're avoiding your business for three, four, five days at a time, in a third, we'll say a month is 30 days, in a 30-day period, you're maybe only showing up and getting in front of your audience 15 of those 30 days. So maybe two weeks out of four. And you're doing this time and time and time again. You're showing up inconsistently in your mindset, you're showing up inconsistently in your intention. You're showing up inconsistently in the frequency of how much you're actually putting yourself out there. And then your audience is mirroring that back to you. They're just a mirror back to you. So they're inconsistent with engaging with your content. You're getting inconsistent results with consult. You're getting inconsistent results with the money that you're making. You're getting inconsistent results with people showing up to your workshops because this is what you guys want to do. Because I teach my six-figure masterclass formula inside of Courageous Heartpreneur. So when you join Courageous Heartpreneur, inside of your bonus vault, you're going to get a two-part workshop that I taught called the six-figure masterclass formula. I teach you my exact formula for using workshops, challenges, webinars, you name it masterclasses. I've been doing that since the beginning of my business. And I truly believe it's how I created a multiple six figure business. So some of my clients will get in there. They'll learn my formula. They'll plan a workshop. They'll do the workshop. They don't get the results that they want from the workshop. So then they kind of just like detach from their business for six weeks. And then when they kind of kick it back in gear, six weeks later, they're like, you know, I'm ready to go all in back on my business. I think I'm going to teach a free workshop. So they come up with a workshop and then they start promoting the workshop. And then they're so confused that only seven people registered. And I'm like, yes, because you taught the last workshop. You didn't like the results you were getting in your business. You avoided your business for six weeks. And then the only reason that you popped back up in your business was to promote, promote this new workshop that you're offering. Of course, people didn't take you up on it. They lost interest. You went bye-bye for a while. Now you're back. And instead of showing up in service, you're just trying to get them on a free masterclass so you can sell them coaching. They can, our audience can smell that stuff a mile away. I think it's time if we really had a conversation with ourselves about, am I running a business that's just convenient? Am I showing up in my business as if I have a hobby Like that definition I read that this is just an extracurricular activity that I do at my leisure when I have a little bit of free time. Is that what I'm running? Or am I the CEO of a six-figure business who actually prioritizes his business or her business? A six-figure CEO who doesn't tell themselves that there's other things more important to do and when you're done doing the more important things, then you'll come back to your business. How is your business not one of the most important things in your life? You have God, you have your family, you should have your business. And to be honest with you, some of y'all are putting things in your family above your business that aren't important and could be delegated to others or could wait. You guys love to use your family as a reason to not show up in your business. But we need to have an honest conversation with ourselves. Is my level of ambition the same as the level of time and energy and intention that I'm putting in my business? Whatever I'm out here telling people that my ambitions are, are my actions in alignment with my ambitions? If I'm wanting level 10 output, am I putting in level 10 input? What's the, what is the truth? Am I showing up in this business as the CEO of a six-figure company? Or am I showing up in this business as somebody that thinks this is just a hobby and I'll just be here when it's convenient and if not, then I have much better things to do than waste my time here. Because when you're saying you have more important things in your life to do, what you're saying is your business is a waste of your time. And the only reason you would be saying that your business is a waste of your time is if you're not seeing the results that you wanna see in your business.
And the reason you're not seeing the results you, you want to see in your business is really because you're treating your business like a hobby. So the truth of the matter is, if you're wanting full-time business results, then you got to stop showing up in your business as if it's just a hobby because it's not. Now, I said this, and I'll say it one more time. If you want a business that's just a hobby, that's totally fine. Go for it. Just don't come and tell me that you want a business that makes $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 a month. Don't come and tell me that you want to have a business that makes six figures a year. And then the level of input you're putting into your business will maybe generate $500 a month if you're lucky. $500 a month is fine if you're just looking for extra cash. $5,000 a month is amazing if that's the business you want to have. We just need to be honest about the businesses we're building and are my actions in an alignment with my ambitions? Do, Do the actions that I'm taking equal the ambition that I have? And I know, I know, I know this was a kick in the pants. I don't, um, I don't want to, uh, not acknowledge that this was a tough, tough podcast episode. Sometimes my clients will even tell me, like my private clients, you know, when we get off one-on-one calls, they'll tell me a week or two later, that was a tough call we had a couple weeks ago. It was hard, but it was really what I needed and it kicks them into gear. And so I want you all, if you need to go back and listen to this episode, go back and listen to this episode and treat it as if it was a coaching call and I'm actually coaching you and really process in your brain. Like what if Whitney was actually here saying all these things to me? How would I show up for this coaching call? What do I want to walk away with? Because if you guys are wanting to build a business that makes five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month or more, I can show you how to do that. It's literally what we're working on inside a courageous heartpreneur. You just have to get in the door, that's it. And you can do that, like I said before the episode, May 26th through the 31st. Okay? So go to the show notes, get on the wait list for Courageous Heartpreneur. It's WhitneyBarbery.com forward slash Courageous. You'll be the first to know every single time doors open for enrollment because they're not open all the time. You guys, if you've been in my world, you know I open the doors, you can enroll, and then they close for a couple months, and then they open back up. So get on the waiting list, and then I will see you all inside of Courageous Heartpreneur on May 26th, okay? All right, bye. I would love to have you inside of my program, Courageous Heartpreneur. Courageous Heartpreneur is where we master our mindset to begin to become our six-figure self. We learn how to become client magnets through magnetic messaging, and then you learn how to sell with heart so that it feels amazing for you and the other person. We do that in Soulful Selling. Doors open every other month or so, and so if you want to get on the list to be the first to know when the doors open, go to www.whitneybarbery.com, hop on my email list, and you can be the first to know when the doors open for Courageous Heartpreneur. All right, I'll see you inside the program.